Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud Dave. Hey! And we've got a special guest on the show today. Indeed. One of our good friends. He's a uh, fellow podcaster. He's an actor. He also helps. He's part of the Haunted Hangover crew, behind the scenes, uh, specifically with the uh, the video content. Christopher Poulton. Chrissy well, P. Blowing. Welcome to the show, Chris. Blowing all the smoke up my ass today. Hell yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta blow all the smoke up Chris's ass. <laughs> Very excited to be here. We've uh, been meaning to have you on the show for a while now. I think we talked about it since we started the podcast. We were like, you I gotta know. have Chris on ASAP. ASAP Chrissy. It's been a long time coming. And we, uh, we thought, you know, the holiday season... Would be the perfect time. Chris at Christmas. Let's keep, keep there Chris. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, so Chris, I know you know this, but we're predominantly a Halloween show, right? And usually, when we have a guest on the show, we ask them, "What is it about Halloween that's so special to them?" But since it's the holiday season, we're changing things up a bit, and I'm going to ask you, "What is it about Christmas?" That's so special to you personally. Oh man, what isn't special about? It? I, I love Christmas. I mean, I, I, you guys know I love Halloween too. But Christmas is just, it just makes you feel good. There's just something about it, you know. You, you're the 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 lights, the decorations, the the holiday movies, the just the feel good atmosphere, being with the family, hot chocolate, snow. I mean, I could literally just give you a million different buzzwords for <laughs> what Christmas means to me. I don't know. Like, Christmas is just, it's a fun holiday. And, you know, I think after a year like we've had, everybody's looking forward to like a little bit of a fun holiday. So I think Christmas is very much needed this year. For sure. Chris, uh, you left something out. I think you forgot Hallmark Channel and Lifetime Channel Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> those are the big ones. We listen. We have to do an episode on hallmark and lifetime just as it is just a just a pop culture deep dive into the hallmark and lifetime channel because... i love i love how dave tries to he always tries to fit in the hallmark channel and they're like shitty christmas movies oh yeah there's so much to talk about so chris uh tell us a little bit about your podcast and a little bit about your uh your acting career all right so our podcast it's uh me and my two brothers bill and ed we uh booze bros and bill i mean we like to drink we like to talk shit and we are brothers so that's pretty much where the the name came from and we have been doing it for about a year now and we're a little all over the place when it comes to topics we've covered football we've covered pro wrestling we've covered movies we've covered tv shows so we don't really have like a designated uh theme for our podcast it's just kind of off the seat of our pants kind of thing and i don't know we've been and I've, we've been enjoying ourselves doing it you know we're, we're working on getting a little bit better hopefully i'll take you know a couple of lessons i learned here today and bring them over to my podcast and oh we'll see what happens thank you <laughs> as long as you're doing it that's all that matters man yeah. everyone does everyone does yeah. this podcast thing differently the way they produce the show the way they you know just yep. put the show together so there's no wrong way as long yeah. as you're doing it, that's the most right. important thing. And as long as you're having a good time doing it, so exactly. Oh, we have a we have a blast doing it. And uh, and talk about the uh, the acting. 
I want to hear about that. <laughs> the acting. You want to hear about my acting? <laughs> yeah. I do. Huh. <laughs> Let's see. So, I mean, you know, Louis the guy who got me off my, my keister and back into acting after, you know, sitting around doing nothing with it for five or ten years. So um, then we did Good Day together, and then we did yeah. everything else <laughs> after that together. Yeah. And... uh Hopefully in 2021, we'll get back to doing some more stuff together. Oh, yes. Yeah, we, we've been good friends now, Chris, for how long? Five, six years now? Almost six years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're one of my closest friends. And yeah, and yeah Chris has been in, in, in I, I think, every project <laughs> <laughs> for the most part since probably 2015. Absolutely. And I know Chris because of Louie. Yeah. So it's <laughs> thank you, Lou. We salute you. No, you salute me? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, it, it's December, it's Christmas time, and one of the most important things when it comes to Christmas, one of the, mo- one of the things you can't go without mentioning is the big man himself, Santa Claus. Now, now personally, I've always found the concept of Santa Claus interesting. Like, we tell kids that this, like, fat, overweight, bearded guy who loves cookies and wears red is going to enter our homes and deliver, <laughs> deliver presents to us. It's both, like, magical and weird, you know? It's, it's, and creepy, honestly. Just the yeah. con- He's basically yeah. a home invader. He's home, in- home invasion. It's a home invader. <laughs> he's, he, he's coming into your house and bringing you gifts. What, what, what do you guys think of the whole... Uh, santa claus concept and idea there's a there's a reason kids are scared of him like you said it that the concept of a guy who's not in your house ever throughout the year but is there for that one day you know through through almost magical well not almost but through magical means is is for a kid is kind of kind of terrifying you know you get this guy who just shows up at your in your house one day and and he's he his whole shtick is predicated on whether you were good or bad for the year, you know? Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's very supernatural, honestly. Yeah. Like when you think about it, you know, it's it's it is just the concept I find so it's just strange. So let me ask you guys a question. As far as I, as far as me, as you know, at growing up and being a kid, it was always like just known that Santa came through the chimney. Yeah. <laughs> so is that? the folklore for everywhere that Santa Claus appears through the chimney or is it just like whatever like he just fucking appears in your living room and that's that <laughs> I think that's just a general like that goes with the folklore of the character right. I feel because like growing up I, I lived in apartments most of my life like so right, me too, I yeah. never had a chimney right, exactly or a that's why I say that right so I think when I was a kid I thought Santa came in through the window <laughs> that's what I thought. Like he would climb up a fire escape. He there would just climb up the fire escape or down the fire escape because he'd be on the roof and then just enter my apartment through the window, which is terrifying right. when you think about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like a burglar. Yeah, and, and it's funny, and, and I have a question for you guys. Sure. Did you ever take a picture with Santa at the mall? That's always another weird... Like, I definitely did a couple times. Yeah. But, like, I always found that as a weird tradition. Yeah, we did it. We did it all the time when we were kids. There, There's pictures of, you know, me and my two brothers and all of our cousins sitting along and, and you know, t- 
taking pictures with Santa Claus um, when we were kids. My aunt, you know, still talks about it. We're adults, and my aunt still tries to get us to do pictures with Santa Claus at the mall. Like, that's not going to happen. Sitting on this random dude's lap and just telling him what you want for Christmas. I've gone with my brother to, you know, when he takes his son to meet Santa at, at Macy's in the city. But, um, I, I don't know. And, and my nephew, like, you know, for the first couple of years, cried his eyes out meeting Santa. It's just there's something about it that invites terror in, in little kids. <laughs> you know, at an early age, I knew Santa wasn't real. I mean, to me, at least I knew it wasn't real. Um, I don't have a ton of memories of visiting Santa at the mall or taking pictures. I know my mom did it. You know what I'm saying? She definitely took me to, to, to have that picture taken. But um, <laughs> like the memories of Santa that I have, like I remember always every year leaving a note, milk and Oreos. And it was definitely one of my uncles eating the milk and Oreos. But the best, like the best part about it was like, I guess like the attention to detail in this is that like sometimes they wouldn't finish the cookie or there was like a little drop of milk left. So it's like, oh, Santa was full or Santa had enough. So that was always (laughs) like the ongoing thing in my house. But like I said, once I turned like, I don't know, like six, like or seven, like I knew Santa wasn't real. I was like, yeah, just just, let, let me just get my gifts. Yeah. How did you how did you find out? Everybody has that story of like the the year that they knew Santa wasn't real. Um, I don't know. I mean, so if if we're gonna, so I I had written this like big not not a big paragraph, but I I have a, a paragraph written about Christmas Eve, especially in being in an Italian. Uh, Christmas Eve is the bigger holiday than Christmas mm-hmm. Day. So I'm just gonna get into it then with this. So every Christmas Eve is insanity especially with Italians. Um, I think it's like that with um, with other, you know, ethnic backgrounds too, where Christmas Eve is definitely the bigger of the celebration. Is that with, a, a, it, can I say that, do you guys celebrate Christmas Eve more or do you guys celebrate Christmas Day more? I think ours is more day. See, it's interesting. For me, I, I, being Hispanic, being Puerto Rican, Christmas Eve was always the more there you go. popular day to celebrate Christmas. I think like we had dinner and... We would open gifts at midnight. Exactly. That was always the thing. Even still to this day, like I go to my mom's house on Christmas and that's really when we celebrate. So so as a kid, we would go to my aunt's house in Garden City and we all pile into her basement and there was always tons of food, tons of desserts, and of course, fish. So my grandmother, uh, and she still does this to this day, and actually next week or soon, we're making the uh, these Italian fried honey balls. So like it's like dough, and you chop them up, and you deep fry them. Then you put honey on them, and then you put sprinkles on them. They're, they're amazing. I think it's I, I'm gonna butcher this word. I think it's called struffoli or struff. I, I I forgot. There's another name for it. I just call them the Italian honey balls. It sounds sounds incredible. Yeah, they are. They are. They're 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 amazing. They're amazing. I've never heard of it, <laughs> Louis. If you see them, you'll know exactly what they are. Trust me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, so we'd pile into my aunt's basement, and Dude, we didn't eat until 9 or 10 at night. Mm. So, like, you have all these people here. Like, we didn't start eating until 10 o'clock. And there was no there was no one was giving gifts or allowed to open gifts until Santa came. <laughs> and somebody, somebody would dress up as Santa Claus in my family. There was always somebody different. And they would come from the, the back staircase in the basement 
all the way, you know, you know, they come down and then you'd hear the bell. Once you heard that bell, it was fucking, it, it, it was like mad ball set it off. It was set <laughs> off. It was just, <laughs> it was like, oh shit. Every kid got up, was wide eyed, like, holy shit, Santa's here. <laughs> so, so literally whoever was playing, it could have been an aunt, could have been my uncle, whoever, uh, aunts or uncles, I'm sorry. They would come down. They had a big sack over their back full of gifts and then they'd sit down in this iconic chair that was always in the basement and the family you know all the family members would just push all the gifts that they brought for everybody to santa so santa would call out names and say oh you know david here's a gift for you or roseanne my mom here's you know and you just come and get your gifts but you weren't allowed to touch those gifts until like and like people would give gifts earlier but you weren't allowed to touch them until midnight. Until Santa came. Like, it was like a <laughs> yo, it was a law. Official. So yo, so so like by the time Santa uh, so by the time Santa comes, you know, it's midnight one at one in the morning. And dude, we don't we didn't get home until like three or four in the morning. Jeez. It, dude, it, it like I'm telling you, it was such like it was like an adventure, like a mythic night at my aunt's house. Like Who's playing Santa? <laughs> like, and this is why, this is why, this is my answer to you, Chris, is that I just knew he was, you know what I'm saying? Because right. I knew it was a family member dressing up and, you know, so yeah. it's like, but it was like, oh, who's playing Santa? I wonder what gifts I'm going to get. Like, I would always explore the house and it, it was, I don't know. So like, that that's like, that's like, that's like my fondest Christmas memory is like going to Christmas Eve at my aunt's house and yeah, I mean that's just kind of that's just kind of how I was like, yeah, Santa's probably not real. So my family did a similar thing. I, I remember we'd always go to my grandmother's place, and like when I we go there, we'd have dinner, you know, music, the whole the whole shebang, the whole thing. Then at midnight, we'd open my grandma's presents. Those came from grandma, not from Santa. <laughs> like there was, right. we'd separate right. them, and I have a vivid memory memory of going to my grandmother's house. We celebrated Christmas as a family, everyone together, opened up grandma's gifts, went home, just like your family. It was like three in the morning. And when we got home, Santa showed up while I was away, while I was at my grandma's place. And when I got there, that's, that's and I remember, that's when I got a Super Nintendo. That was one of the, that's a specifically Fuck a yeah. memory. I remember going, finally getting home. It's like two in the morning, three in the morning. And Santa had already shown up and gave me a Super Nintendo. So, <laughs> honestly, intruder. I believed in Santa, and I thought he was, like, I was a little, not, not skeptical. I, I got I got skeptical around 9 or 10. But up until that point, I really thought, like, some dude shows up in my, like, shows up in your house and brings you gifts. Sure. Like, you know, but yeah. I never had a family member that dressed up as Santa and pretend to be Santa. That never happened. <laughs> the best part about it is that it's not weird to anybody. Like as a kid, yeah. it's not weird. As your, you know, your family members, your parents, it's not weird. It's like, okay, this guy's gonna show up on our house, leave some shit, and leave. Okay, cool. <laughs> what about you, Chris? When did you stop believing in Santa? So, me and Ed obviously were twins, so we would always get tons. My, I mean, our action figure collection growing up was absolutely stacked. We would Christmas, we'd get you know. 14 or 15 action figures between the two of us every Christmas. So amazing. I remember one particular Christmas. We probably were like, I don't know, nine or 10 years old. Um, we somehow saw some action figures in the closet a couple of weeks before Christmas. 
and my parents told us, oh, yeah, we bought those for your cousins. Those are your cousin's presents. Um, and then lo and behold, we opened them up on Christmas Day. And that was that was it. The jig was up. Like, <laughs> you know, you're keeping presents in the closet. Like, clearly <laughs> Santa's not doing that. <laughs> that. I love how finding your own gifts is how you knew Santa was Finding bullshit. our own gifts, yep. <laughs> yeah. And do you see why my mom returned all those gifts? Because... <laughs> She was trying to keep that lore up. <laughs> she was trying to keep up the the reality of, of Santa existing. Absolutely. Right. Keep the mythology going. <laughs> so so with with this whole discussion of Santa, I thought it would be fun for us to each pick an iconic Santa from pop culture. Just a personal favorite that's iconic to us. It could be from a film, TV show. Uh, music. It could be from anything, as long as it's pop culture related. So, Chris, since you're our guest on the show, hit us with your first pick. This year, before your tree is trimmed and your goose is cooked, haven't you people heard about basting? Catch the nation's funniest Santa. Who's down there? In the season's biggest comedy. Freeze, fast boy. Bat boy. Tim Allen. Johnny, naughty. Very nice. Veronica, very nice. The Santa Claus. Nice teeth. Now playing at a theater near you. Check newspaper for showtimes. So my pick, um, I, I, I have to go with this one, and I feel like it's maybe a little cliche, but uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen is my pick for iconic Santa. I just think that the that the the concept of the of the movie is just a fun concept, one that's really lost on kids. I feel you don't you you know it's a movie for kids, but I'll be perfectly honest. It took me till I was in adulthood to realize that it was spelled clause C L A U S E as in a clause in a contract. Yeah. I was about to say that. I think as, cause I saw this movie in the theater it was what released in 1994, right? 1994. Yeah. I, as a kid, you just think Tim Allen killed Santa and became the new Santa Claus. Right. But in reality, it's a contract. Right. And it's like a job that he's kind of forced to take. <laughs> yeah. I think that's such a fun concept though. I mean, like it, it really hadn't been explored as a movie or as a concept period before that. And I think, you know, my personal bias aside, I love Tim Allen. I think the guy's the, the king of, of 90s comedies. And, you know, that is just one of the, the 90s comedies that he was, uh, you know, he excelled at. And I, I just think he's really endearing in the role. You know, his, his Scott Calvin character, SC initials being Santa Claus and the, and the whole like, uh, the transformation as he gets fatter and he, you know, there's the scene where he goes to his, uh, his boardroom meeting and everybody's ordering like salads and diet food. And he's like, can I get milk and cookies? Can I get a hot fudge Sunday? And like all this stuff to, you know, go along with the, uh, the, the transformation into Santa. I just think it's a fun movie. It's a really, you know, it's one of those ones that I'm going to watch every year on Christmas. Yeah. It's, the thing with the Santa Claus, and, I, and let me let me clarify, he doesn't. If you have never seen this, this movie, he doesn't kill Santa. He accidentally kills Santa, right? Because what, doesn't he like <laughs> shout like, "Who are you?" Right, right, right. Yeah. Santa falls off. He he calls out to him, and then Santa like slides off the roof and falls into the ground, mm-hmm. and he falls on the ground and 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 dies basically and vanishes. But just the right. whole idea, you know, growing up, Santa was always a person. 
it wasn't a job. Mm-hmm. And I think the Santa Claus did a great job kind of saying, how, you know, kind of separating the person and the job. That it is a person, but it can right. be anyone as long as you're chose, you, you're, you're picked to be the next. Because I, I don't know, maybe yeah. you can answer this question. Maybe you know the movie. I, I've seen, I actually watched this movie like a month ago with my girlfriend. I was but, just watching it this morning, actually. <laughs> in, the, in the movie, is it that anyone, as long as, if Santa dies in front of you, that you, you, you're chosen to become Santa? Or is it like fate where like, okay, that was supposed to happen and you become Santa? Or like, let's say Santa died and come in to visit me and I witnessed it. Would I become Santa Claus? <laughs> well, Bernard the Elf says to him, you put on the suit, you're the big guy. That's, that's the, the catch-all for it. He, he puts on the Santa Claus suit and, and that's it. The magic transfers from whoever that was to Scott Calvin, who's now the new Santa. It's like a, it's like a, almost like a Dread Pirate Roberts kind of thing from the Princess Bride. You know, he like takes over the lineage. So I have to be honest. I have not seen this movie since it came out. Um, I don't remember anything about it. Uh, I just, you know, I just have little fragmented pieces of Tim Allen in a, in a Santa Claus costume. Um, I remember liking the right. movie, though, because I do like Tim Allen. And I, I wish I could have more input on this pick because, again, I don't remember it at all. <laughs> but um, I do remember thinking he was pretty entertaining as a Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. That's a movie I definitely need to rewatch because it does have it adult undertones in that movie. And I always like when things do that. Like, especially when they're trying to cater to children, but they're also catering to a, you know, a... Uh, an adult audience as well. And it's, it's actually, it's actually, to me, it's always like a sign of a good writer is when someone can do that. When someone could, you know, correlate, you know, something to a younger crowd and an older crowd. Of course. And just to add Tim Allen's mugshot when he got arrested for drug dealing is amazing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) With the, the seventies stash. Yo, it's fucking tough. (laughs) You know what's one thing that always stuck out to me with the Santa Claus? And maybe, Chris, maybe you know what I'm... Obviously, I think you know what I'm talking about. Because remember when that, like, little girl elf is describing, like, some hot chocolate that she's giving him? Like, some... Yeah, like, she yeah, has, like, yeah. a special hot chocolate recipe. And I remember as a kid just being like, damn, I want hot chocolate now. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not, They're not like... They're played by child actors, but they're they're supposed to be however however old they are you know they're elves they're like millions of years old or whatever it is what i think is is part of the part of the appeal of it like they're you know adult people being played by children and it's it's just fun but i said like to dave's point you said like there's parts of it that you remember and i think that speaks to like it being sort of an iconic kind of role because even if you don't remember the movie there's still like you know, you see these scenes in like Christmas montages all the time because it's just it's one of those ones that people always go to. It's a it's a classic. It's a classic Absolutely. Christmas film. Yeah. Unfortunately, the sequels are hot garbage. Oh, the sequels are terrible. <laughs> They're so bad. But I, I agree. That's a great pick. He is a really iconic Santa. And I, I think he'll be known for uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> And Santa Claus. <laughs> right. All three in the 90s. Wait, 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 wait. And that mugshot because... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't forget the mugshot. It's so good. Ho, 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 kitties. 
just your old pal, the Crypt Keeper, having a little holiday fun. Why else would I be in this getup? Unless there was a clause in my contract. <laughs> in fact, I've got some Christmas goose for you. Goose bumps, that is. Yes, indeedy. A little terror tale chock full of holiday fear. I mean, cheer, of course. So, you're the gander of a yuletide yelp yarn that goes a little something like this. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house. So my pick is quite different from yours, Chris. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Mine is geared entirely to adults. That's, uh, that's who's watching uh, the Santa I'm about to talk about. So, my pick is the axe-wielding Santa Claus from the 1989 Tales from the Crypt episode, and all through the house. Good one. Uh, it's, actually the, it's actually the second episode on the first season, so very early on, like, in the run of the show. Like, I, as I believe Tales from the Crypt was seven seasons, so this is really, like, really early. Yeah. So, this depiction of Santa was portrayed by Larry Drake, uh, who, who, who most people know from uh, Darkman. Yes. He was the, uh, the villain. I think the, the villain's name was Durant. Yep. And he was also in uh, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. But he's most famously known as Dr. Giggles. I forget <laughs> oh, yeah. the doctor's real name, but Dr. Giggles is the name of the movie, which I know everyone loves for the most part. So I'm going to sum up this episode briefly, just kind of what it's about. So, a woman murders her husband on Christmas Eve in order to inherit some money from his last will and testament. She also has, like, this new lover who's in cahoots with her. But that's kind of like a quick subplot that's brushed off with, like, a, with a phone call. She talks to him. She's like, I did it. I killed him. You know, the money's ours. Um, so, her, her daughter is also in the house and she's waiting in the bedroom for Santa to arrive. So her mom keeps shooing her away, kind of like go upstairs. If you don't go to bed and go to sleep, Santa's never going to show up. <laughs> and you know, she's, she's kind of a pain in the ass in the episode because I think she, she pops out of her room a few times and the mom's like, I just murdered somebody <laughs> and you keep coming out. So she's hiding it from her daughter. Eventually as the, the woman's trying to dispose of the, the body, we hear over a radio uh, broadcast that an escaped convict slash maniac has escaped. Basically, an escaped convict. He's escaped from like a mental ward or something like that. It's never good. And he's <laughs> it's never good. And he's dressed as Santa and basically going on a killing spree. So he's going from house to house just slaughtering people. That's all you get from this radio breaking news alert. So he eventually makes his way to this woman's house and he's trying to get inside and kill her. He's got no motive. He's just fucking crazy and he's dressed as Santa. And it's an interesting plot because she's trying to survive the night and also get away with murder because that's the only way she'll get this money. And on top of that, she's trying to have her daughter not find out what she's done. So this woman's kind of an idiot because she's fucking going to kill somebody while her daughter's in the house, which goes to show you that she might, she might belong in a fucking psych ward or something like that. She needs that bag. So I've always loved like how intimidating Larry Drake was as this killer Santa. Yeah. You know, he's a big dude or he was a big dude. 
Um, you know, he's heavy set. And in the episode, he's got like these nasty ass, gross, rotten teeth that are kind of protruding out of his mouth the entire, like every shot he's in. It's just these like rotten teeth. He's got a missing tooth. They're black and green and gross. He's got a big scar on his face. Yes. Overall, he's not a very nice Santa. No. He's just, he's fucking horrible. <laughs> there's a, there's always, so as a kid, because I definitely seen that when I was younger, uh, this episode, and there's that scene, and this doesn't really give anything away, so no, no, no need to, no need for a spoiler alert, but there's a scene where the mother, whatever, is in the closet. And he's coming down, or he's trying to either climb up or climb down the house. And he looks in the window, and she sees him, and she gets terrified. And that always scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, because he is scary looking. Like, when you look at him, so, like, imagine, like, so now if you switch the context of this idea to something else. Imagine, like, being on Christmas Eve, and you see that Larry Drake Santa looking in your window. Yo, it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Shit my pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, he reminds me a lot in the episode of Jason. Not in appearance, obviously. Because he barely speaks. I, he only has one line in the entire episode. And it's at the very end. And all he wants to do is kill this woman. He's got absolutely no motive behind it. He's just crazy. And she constantly throws shit at him. Like, she's hitting him. She slashes him across the face at one point. She's fighting him back. (laughs) And he constantly just comes, springs back to life and is coming after. He he wants to kill this woman and is not giving up. He hates her. But, yeah, like, I always associate Tales from the Crypt with this episode and that's what makes it iconic for me. Like, besides the Crypt Keeper, this killer Santa is what I always think of. And, like, I remember as a kid, this was, I, I believe, because, again, my memory's a little foggy, too. Um, this was probably one of the first Tales from the Crypt episodes I'd ever seen. Because I remember switching the channels. I, I was, like, seven or something like that. And seeing a, Santa, a scary Santa Claus, and, and this was the episode. And I remember catching it halfway. So, like, you see all the Christmas stuff, and you're like, oh, this is a Christmas movie. And then fucking Larry Drake Killer Santa pops out, all bloody and shit and gross. And I was like, oh, shit. But I was so intrigued that I remember finishing it. And it's a short episode. It's only like 22, 25 minutes around that time. And I just always associate, like, most horror Christmas-themed things with this Santa. Like, it's one of the first things that come to mind. That's fair. Like, to me. There, there are a few. There are a few others. But this is definitely on the top of the list. It definitely just it made an impact, like, on me. And, and going back to his kind of depiction and performance of the character, he's hamming it up. He's making faces. He's grunting. He's very goofy. But again, very, very intimidating. Now, now some, some backstory on this. I don't even know if you guys know this. Dave, you might know. I, I don't know if Chris knows. But this is actually a remake of, an, of a segment from the original 1972 Tales from the Crypt film. And I, pers- I always preferred this new version from 1989 over the original. The original's great. Don't get me wrong. But just this version of the killer Santa was way better. Because I think in the original, he's a little older, the guy playing him. And he kind of just looks like the skinny old guy in a dirty Santa costume. Like, he doesn't look scary. So, like, they definitely upped it when it came to this new version 
of of this killer Santa that Larry Drake, you know, put together. I also think it's uh, as far as this episode goes, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, which is like I think huge for i mean I, you know at the time this was like his his kind of wheelhouse this was you know late 80s he was coming off of the back to the future trilogy at that point yeah. and um he's he's done christmas movies since then but like you know kids christmas movies he did like a christmas carol the the jim carrey one and and the polar express and stuff but i think like you don't really think of robert zemeckis as like a tv horror director you know and and i think it lends something to the episode for its you know notoriety that it had such a heavy hitter of a director on it you know yeah he he's honestly i think one of the main producers of tales from the crypt mm-hmm. like when you look at the show he's one of the main guys that helped create this hbo show back in the 80s so chris mentioning robert zemeckis and literally this popped into my head as soon as he said that a lot of that could be said about bob clark yeah so of course you everybody knows Bob Clark for a Christmas story, right? But he also did the other the other kind of Christmas movie called Black Christmas, which is awesome. <laughs> Amazing. But what you know it's a Bob Clark movie even though they're both polar opposites. They both look like they were made from they were they were directed by Bob Clark. They have this almost surreal Norman Rockwell uh, vibe to those to his films that only he can do. Do you know what I'm saying? Like no, of course. Like and, and again, it's you take something that's so different. Like you know, Christmas Story is a great feel good, fun mm-hmm. Christmas movie. But then you watch Black Christmas, which is fucking scary. Yeah, and like and that and I'm not even being like oh like oh it's a scary movie no that movie is legit scary it's not it's creepy it's eerie of course <laughs> and it, again that's just that that goes to and and I feel like that's something that is it's not I, I'm not speaking for all filmmakers out there today I'm speaking for just kind of and then you know just something that's more in gen- generally speaking there's not a voice really in a style uh, to me where you see like you know someone directed this movie. And that's just kind of the point I'm getting at is where it, at, at this time, all these movies, you had a, like, you had a style. So Robert Zemeckis, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you know, it's him, Bob Clark, you know, it's him doing this movie. So I just wanted to add that in there because I felt that was something that had to be said. If you're a horror fan, this should definitely be in your rotation and all through the house, it's got a lot of Christmas atmosphere. It, it 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 feels like it would be a great double feature with a movie like Black Christmas or Krampus. Like there's a ton of Christmas decor in it. It's snowing the entire episode. It starts panning through all these different Christmas decorations while chestnuts roasting on an open fire is playing in the background, rolling over the credits. It's like it's the perfect time of the year to watch something with this brutal of a Santa. <laughs> like it's like, it's just to me, this episode just kind of, it works. So everything about it works so well that you could lump it up with all these iconic, you know, horror Christmas films or shows. Cause there is some other, there are some other shows out there that have horror shows that have Christmas episodes. And I just think this works. This is perfect. You know, it goes along perfectly with them. So yeah, that's the killer Santa Claus from and all through the house.
Check it out. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Did you say brutal Santa Claus? Yes, I did, Dave. <laughs> because uh, speaking of brutal Santa Claus, my pick for iconic Santa Claus is Billy from Silent Night and Deadly Night. <laughs> yes. A classic. <laughs> that was a great, great transition. Great transition. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so Silent Night, Deadly Night was released in 1984. It's about a boy named Billy who suffers from PTSD over witnessing a real slime ball dressed as Santa viciously murder his parents after stopping on the side of the road to help a seemingly lost Santa in need of assistance, as well as being brought up in a dysfunctional Catholic orphanage. Billy grows up and appears to be a healthy, headstrong young man, but the Christmas holiday carries him into a psychological breakdown leading Billy into a holiday-killing spree. Watch out for them deer antlers. <laughs> Poor Linnea Quigley. <laughs> she gets so, it pretty bad in this movie. Seriously. This movie... So, Silent Night, Deadly Night, again, is one of those... It, it, it's it's one of it's like specifically for me and I and I know for Lou and, and I can probably speak for Chris and to some extent that you know this movie once Christmas comes around if you're a horror fan you know you've seen this it's movie everywhere before. it's everywhere it's got sequels it's, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's got sequels the second one is hysterical and it relies on almost. Uh, it, it the movie like almost like solely relies on flashbacks from the first movie, but that's besides the point. Listen, I, I'm gonna give a, a a light spoiler alert ahead. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, maybe stop listening now. But if you have, let's enjoy this little kind of breakdown of my uh of why I chose Billy. Um, first off, <laughs> I gotta say. What the grandpa says to Billy as a little kid <laughs> yeah. is one of the best lines. And it's, Christmas Eve is the scariest damn night of the year. <laughs> so let's just start it off with that right there. Um, I love the simplicity of Billy in a Santa Claus costume and just a loose beard. 
hanging from his neck, and that's it. The sand, like the clearly the cost, like the costume doesn't even fit him. It's way too big for him. Um, he's got so many good lines in the film. Uh, one of them being, "I don't bring toys to naughty children. I punish them severely." And he says that before he has the breakdown. So he he gets he gets con not conned, but he gets worked into playing Santa Claus. It doesn't. It, it, he's new at he's new at working at the store, right? And they're kind right. of just like, exactly. hey, you know, we have kids coming. Can you do it? And he kind of is just like, okay, he's going with the flow. I'll I'll, I'll dress up as Santa. They they don't even force him. He just kind of is like, okay, like yeah. I work here. They gave me a job. He's new, so I guess he just felt obligated to take on the role. Exactly, and you could tell he doesn't like he he doesn't want to do this. So. <laughs> Like, like the little kid is on his lap, and, and he says to the little, I believe it's a little girl, he's like, I don't bring toys to naughty children, I punish them severely. <laughs> and I just like, he has two lines that he basically says throughout the whole movie, and it's punish and naughty. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. every year, every Christmas time, I always walk around going, punish, naughty. <laughs> just to anyone... And, the, and like some people will know what I'm talking about. And some people are like, why are you saying that? I'm just like, you got to see Silent Night, Deadly Night. I just want to say that that first terror. There's two terrible Santa Clauses in this movie because that yep. first one that Billy witnesses slaughter his family. He, that guy is such a piece oh. of shit. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> I just he robs a store first, kills the yep. dude. <laughs> Then he's just like, I think he just wants a car to kind of get around because he's on the side of the road to get away. And he's just like, you know what I'm going to do? Kill this random family with their kids. And I just love how it permanently scars Billy. Slash, he slashes his mom's throat right in front of him. He, well, he attempts to rape it's her a, first. It's brutal. Yeah, he's like feeling her up and stuff and rips open her shirt and then slashes her throat. And it's no. just kind of like... I always, like, I was like, damn, it's such a brutal, like, opening scene. It really to is. To start this movie. But it's honestly, it's fucking, it's dark, but great. Listen, there's a reason why I chose the word slime ball in my <laughs> breakdown of the movie, in my synopsis. Because this guy really is a fucking slime ball. And the funniest part is, is he's on the road and his cars broke down. And, and when the parents are driving and the dad says something like, Oh, Billy, Billy, you're going to get your chance to meet Santa. And he's scared shitless because of what his grandpa says to him earlier. I, you know, I didn't get into everything he says to him, but, and it's funny. Cause when you watch the actor playing Santa Claus, he's like, yeah, I know Santa Claus broke down on the road. Right. And then they like, they all think that it's going to be this nice interaction. And it's the worst interaction for this family. And cause I think the dad is like, the dad's like, Oh look, Billy Santa's exactly. here, yeah. like, and Billy's like excited, but little does he no, know no. this guy is a fucking rapist. Billy is not excited. Billy is horrified. Oh, he's because scared. Of... You're right. He's scared because of the grandpa. <laughs> you're right. You're right. My bad. <laughs> it's 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 funny that you mentioned the uh, the the costumes being baggy, and that's something our picks kind of have in common. And I don't know if 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 Silent Night Deadly Night inspired because it did come out before. Um, and all through the house, my pick yeah. is mm-hmm. both of them don't wear the beard properly. 
it's under their no. chins. And it's an yeah. interesting choice because it's like they both are kind of just lazy. They don't want to lift it above their like mustache, like above their lips so it looks like a mustache. Right. It's just hanging off their fucking, hanging right past their chest. And I just found that interesting, like an interesting choice. Like, it's funny. Like the people behind the scenes were like, you know what? You're too crazy or, or lazy to put it over your like lip. Like, just let it hang there. And I just, I find it just an interesting choice, an interesting costume choice. Oh, for sure. And listen, the appearance, like, appearance-wise, Billy is nothing special, you know, as Santa Claus. It's just, it's just a young man in an oversized Santa outfit brutally killing people, right? But this movie is heavy on the kills and gore. And you have to watch this movie unrated because... Oh, yeah. It, you, you really, yeah, you have to watch the unrated version. Um... You know, it's it's a fun movie to watch. The makeup effects are amazing. Um, again, spoiler alert: Linnea Quigley's death scene is really <laughs> iconic and well done. Um, oh, it's awesome! <laughs> there's a scene where Billy hands a he hands a little girl a bloody box cutter, and he she's like he's like, "Have you been naughty?" And she's like, "No, I haven't been naughty." And then he gives her the but the bloody box cutter. You also have to mention another iconic death that I personally love, and it's hysterical and great, is when he chops off the kid's sledding's head, which is oh. amazing. <laughs> he, he just whacks this kid's head off while he's sledding. It's, it's the most ridiculous. It's not realistic at all. Your head would not fly off like that, but it's awesome. If you're a horror fan and you're going into the Christmas holiday, of course you're going to watch... And all through the house. Of course, you're going to watch Black Christmas. Of course, you're going to watch Christmas Evil, even though I've never seen Christmas Evil. Christmas Evil rules. But <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night. I mean, it's it's just, it's something that always reminds me of Christmas. It's a, it's a well-done holiday horror slasher movie. And, hey, just be on the lookout with Billy and his bloody axe. You don't want to be on the naughty list. Santa Claus only brings presents. To them that's been good all year. To the ones that ain't done nothing naughty. Doggy. All the other ones. All the naughty ones. He punishes. What about you, boy? You been good all year? Santa Claus tonight, you better run, boy. You better run for your life. <laughs> so those are some of our iconic Santa Claus. And Chris, it was such a pleasure to have you on the show. And why don't you give the listeners a little info where everybody can find you? Sure. Thank you guys for having me. I had an absolute blast. I, I know I went a little bit of a different route on my iconic Santa Claus than you two guys did, but that's okay. Uh, hopefully everybody uh, enjoyed it. So for social media, you can uh, check out my podcast with my brothers. We are at Booze Bros and Bill on all social media platforms. We're streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at Booze Bros Bill and Twitter at Booze Bros Bill. So uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy what we have to say as much as you guys enjoy the Haunted Hangover podcast. Thank you again, Chris, for being on the show. It's a long time coming. We've wanted you to be on for a while now. 
finally got to do it. I'm sure you'll be on again in the future. Oh, smoking my ass again, making me feel great. <laughs> and with yes. that being said, <laughs> be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Haunted Hangover. And if you could rate and review us, that'd be greatly appreciated. And on behalf of the Haunted Hangover crew, we'd like to wish you a happy holiday. Happy holidays, guys. Oh.